0: Our first interview tonight, I'm telling you, this is really important, you guys, because I hear it so often from friends, from neighbors, from people in grocery stores or at parks, and it's kind of sad. You know, the best and worst places for first-time home buyers in 2022, there's an article about it, and it says here, In the COVID-fueled real estate boom, home prices continue hitting new highs. Soaring values are a windfall for homeowners, but a headache for first time homebuyers who can be forgiven for feeling as though home ownership moves further out of reach by the week. We're well, joining us to talk about this and to really take a look at what states are doing well, what cities are doing well when it comes to. Home buyers moving in and, and what they're looking for, that sort of thing. Uh, Jeff Ostrowski, I hope I said that correctly, he's from bankrate.com. He's an analyst, and he is joining us to talk about this new study that has come out. How are you doing, Jeff?
1: I'm great, and I enjoyed your interpretation of my story there. That was uh, better than I could have read it myself.
0: <laughs> well, thank you very much This is really important that we have this right now Because Americans are frustrated around the country Those that thought, hey, I've owned a couple of homes I can do it again You know, I just need to make sure that the price is just right And the people are foregoing um, Making sure they get a, a um, an inspector in to check out the house Which I think is ridiculous and kind of crazy But here we are, talking about real estate again Remember when we... Lo- the mortgage crisis that happened in 2007, 2006, 2007, um, was a nightmare. And here we are now looking at a different type of nightmare. Am I correct?
1: Yeah, yeah, you're right. And I, I do remember those days well uh, when they, we had a housing boom from 05 to 07 and then a, a crash and I, I remember thinking, uh, oh, well, I guess we don't, won't have to worry about affordability again. I mean, affordability issues aren't really going to hit the, uh, the, the U.S. housing market anymore. Um, and instead, as you just mentioned, we've got, um, we've got home prices soaring, and affordability is really an issue.
0: It's a big, huge issue. And every city is so different, right? But in the cities where we expect low prices, even those small cities – Right. Or small towns are finding that it's just it just keeps going up and up. So people are saying, oh, yeah, I'm going to move, you know, down south to some little tiny uh, suburb. And then they find out it's as expensive there. (laughs) You know, so what do you do?
1: Yeah. And this so unlike the the previous housing boom of 15 years ago, when it was really just a few cities or a few areas around the country that, that really were experiencing the boom. Places like California and and Phoenix and Las Vegas and Florida. Um, And then really a lot of the Midwestern markets, a lot of the the markets in the interior of the US didn't see huge price spikes. And the opposite happened since COVID. So we've seen double digit increases in home prices everywhere. Um, So even in places like Cleveland and Detroit that typically hadn't seen significant appreciation in home prices. So you're right, it's happening everywhere. Um, and, of course, uh, most workers' paychecks aren't going up by double digits. They're going up, but not that much. And so it's just really difficult for, for buyers, and especially for first-time buyers. So repeat buyers have have the luxury of a, the cushion of all that equity they've built up. So it's uh, if you're selling one house and buying another, yeah, it's not an ideal time to be buying, but uh, – you know, nobody's going to cry too many tears for somebody who just uh, cashed in $100,000 in, in home price gains, and they're rolling it over into a, another place. But for people who are renters now, it's very difficult because the, the home prices are at record highs, and so that it's just tougher than it's ever been to save up a down payment to qualify for a mortgage to, to um, clear all those hurdles you need to, to get over to, to buy a home.
0: All right, so then tell me why did you decide to do the study on first time home buyers because to me it looks as though we're all suffering with this um uh, with trying to buy a home whether you've had several homes or one home before and you owned it it, it seems to be you know an equal balance so why why first time home buyers
1: well a lot of it is a, that that dynamic that I just described where it if uh, you know, I, I've owned my house for 20 years, or if I'm a, a you know an older Gen Xer or a baby boomer, I the chances are I've been living in my house for a long time, and I've really built up a lot of equity thanks to this boom here in the past few years. And so, it, if that's my situation, I'm I, I can sell, cash out, and I, I can take that money from the the sale and use it for a, uh, for a down payment on the next place. But first-time buyers don't have that luxury, they don't have that cushion, and so it's just a really difficult market for them. And for people who really value homeownership, it's, uh, it, it might make sense to, to consider moving somewhere that's, that's more affordable. Um, and so that, that was what really was the impetus for this, that we've got a, a large population of millennials who are in their, their prime home buying years, that generation is even bigger than the baby boom, and so there, there are a lot of uh, Americans out there in their their late twenties and their thirties who who want to buy a house and are and are really, you know, faced with a challenging market right now.
0: Well, let's jump right in because, of course, we want to know the best and worst places for the first-time home buyers for this year. Where do we start?
1: Well, and so best and worst, I guess, you know, might not be the most precise descriptor, even though that's what we called it. It's probably like the most challenging and least challenging markets. But so for the, the worst markets, it's sort of the, the places you'd expect. Los Angeles came in number 50 out of in our analysis of the, the 50 largest metro areas. And that's just because homes there are so unaffordable compared to incomes. Um, at the other end of the scale, number one was Pittsburgh, and that's for the opposite reason. Homes there are, are very affordable in relation to incomes. And Minneapolis came in at number two among the top 50 metro areas, and it, it was for a combination of factors. The affordability dynamics are pretty good there. Um, I, I was a little surprised to see how high incomes are in Minneapolis for the, uh, for the age group that we looked at. So for 25 to 44-year-olds, the median income in the Minneapolis metro area is more than $91,000 a year, according to the Census Bureau. And so that, that's high, I and mean, that, that's similar to New York, that's higher than Denver or San Diego or Portland. Um, so the, the uh, even though Minneapolis is not a, a super cheap market in, in raw terms, it's uh, for, for people who are making a, a local wage, it's actually a fairly affordable market. And so that, that was one of the big factors. And, uh, Minneapolis also did very well in the homeownership rate among, um, local residents ages 25 to 44. And I, I'm assuming that's partly because of that, uh, the, this high incomes for, uh, for millennials and for younger Gen Xers in, in your metro area.
0: Yeah, you know, um, I'm curious about Kansas. They they have grown a lot over the years, over the last four decades, well, three decades for sure. Um, and I'm just curious, where do they land in
1: this? Uh, let's see. So uh, Kansas City. Hmm. Um, so, uh, all right, you're. you're t- oh
0: wait, I, wait! I see it. it. No, I see it. No, it's I see it. it. Okay. The Kansas City metro area ranked number one in market tightness or lack mm-hmm. thereof in this category. Correct. What does that mean?
1: Okay. So the market tightness was just a way of, of measuring how difficult it's going to be for a buyer looking for a house in any given market. So we just looked at a, a couple of metrics. One is days on market. So how quickly homes are selling. Um, and then a, a, another uh, metric around um, around just how long it takes to, to buy a home. I'm sorry, I'm, have to, uh, I'm drawing a blank on which Which other metric we used? Um, Oh, it was the inventory. So change in inventory over the past year, and so uh, Kansas City uh, was really the the softest market. Um, I mean, as you were just describing, we've got a a, a crazy market nationally where buyers are being forced to do all these things, like wave inspection contingencies, wave appraisal contingencies, and so this this ranking. We looked at these two metrics to just figure out where, where buyers might be least likely to face those, those kinds of challenges. And so uh, Kansas City was the easiest market for, for buyers. It, Minneapolis was sort of in the middle of the pack, um, and but, but, I mean, it's it's just a tough market everywhere. It, basically, in every metro area in the, the country, it's, it, there's a, a shortage of supply and more buyers than there are sellers.
0: I'm a little surprised to see Buffalo on here. Um, it says the metro area placed in the top 10 in affordability and housing market tightness. Um, mm-hmm. So once again, tightness. And, and when you look at that, the people in Buffalo, are they making enough to buy to purchase the homes?
1: Yeah, yeah, they are. And it, it's not that uh, in the case of Buffalo, it's a sort of a different story from Minneapolis so it's not that uh, incomes are, are quite as high among young adults in Buffalo as they are in Minneapolis, but Buffalo home prices are just really low, and so that was uh, that was a driver for Pittsburgh, for Buffalo, um, it, just very low prices. Uh, the median home price in the first quarter of this year for Buffalo was $185,000, um, whereas in Minneapolis it was $325. And so in, in a few of these markets, you know, places like uh, St. Louis and Cleveland and Detroit and and Louisville and Birmingham, Alabama, um, it, Memphis as well. I mean, it, those are all very inexpensive markets. And so it, it, for somebody who's really struggling to, to afford a, a house, may, maybe one of those metro areas would be a, a place to consider.
0: Let's quickly talk about the bottom five metros for first-time home buyers. I mean, I was so surprised to see Seattle on here.
1: Yeah, um, well, Seattle has had a, an extreme shortage of, of housing. It's, it's one of the, the tech markets on the West Coast where um, prices have just soared because you've got uh, – a, a, a small number of very high paid workers, people working at Microsoft and Amazon and, and other tech companies who are cashing in stock options and and they want to live there in a, a tech hub. And so the, those folks have the ability to pay. And so it, it, that's one of the markets where, where home prices are just really being bit up because of the, the strength of the local tech economy. And it, it's kind of a, a similar situation in Silicon Valley and in San Francisco as well.
0: You know, trying to get a mortgage has been such a challenge for so many people because the game has changed. The game has changed. And it, it feels as though most people that are really trying, and I would say the middle class, um, that are they keep trying to buy a house, but they know that the, since the rules have changed, like, oh, well, you have great credit and, oh, you sound great, but, you know, you really need to get a better job and maybe make a little more money for about two or four years and, and then we can talk about this. I mean, you start to hear these things knowing from, like, even bankers, it's like, how in the world are, anybody, how are we ever – going to get ahead when trying to find a home?
1: Well, yeah, that's the the challenge of this big run up we've had in home prices over the past two years. I mean, not, not that it was easy to qualify for a mortgage before COVID, um, but I mean, we've had twenty percent a year home price appreciation for a couple of years now, and it, it, incomes just haven't gone up that much, especially for for first time buyers. And so it's just it, it's gotten really tough for for buyers to qualify. Um, I mean, there there are programs like the, the FHA loan, the Federal Housing Administration mortgage program um, that does allow uh, borrowers to qualify with just three and a half percent down and with uh, the credit scores as low as maybe six thirty or six forty so that, that is an option, that, but, if, of course, the, uh, the, the income challenge that you mentioned isn't going to be solved by an FHA loan because if you just don't have enough income to qualify, it's, you're, you're still not going to qualify. Um, so that, that's, that's part of the reason that, uh, that we did this study, um, just, just to help people get, have a little more information about uh, where they, they might be able to, to go to, to stretch their housing dollar a bit farther And hopefully boost their chances of qualifying for a mortgage
0: last question if they don't get to buy homes then what happens what happens to people the rent is severely high in many of these uh, cities that you've talked about so where do we go next how do we know where to turn in order to get a loan
1: Right. So, yeah, the rent is a, a huge challenge, and, and that's, that's really feeding into this affordability crisis, because if you're, your rent's going up 15 and 20% a year, that's really eroding your ability to save for a, a down payment and just get your finances in order to, to be able to buy. Um, I, I would say that uh, homeownership is, is not the only way to, to economic security. But it is a very important uh, the part for most Americans. It, it's a, a way to to build wealth and to uh, to have some certainty around your your month to month and year to year housing expenses. Um, so there's, I mean, that, that's uh, there's a very long answer to that question. But um, I I guess the, the short answer would be it, it's very difficult in in high priced markets. It, it can be done though by by cobbling together some things like uh down payment assistance, first time home buyer assistance, um and, and then looking for some workarounds like uh you know, maybe buying a fixer up or a mo- being willing to move farther out and, and maybe have a longer commute.
0: Mm. Well, the fixer-uppers are even way more expensive than I think they should be. So there we go. But Jeff Ostrowsko, thank you so much for joining us tonight. He's with Bankrate.com. He's an analyst, and he is joining us on the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline. Thank you so much, Jeff. I hope we can talk with you again.
1: Great. Thanks for your time. I appreciate it.
0: Thank you. All right, everyone, you unlearn- I learned a lot, and it's quite a study. If you get a chance to check it out, I'm going to see if I can find that uh, link where you can get this because it's really quite remarkable what is happening.
2: <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too.